This episode of Nintendo Pop Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our Fennial podcast, head over to patreon.com slash media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Welcome to Nintendo Pop Like here on Bosch Fresh Games. I'm your host, the United Signing Enemy. Joining me is the TikToker herself, Miss Courtney Yikes. Yeah! Hello, gamers. <laughs> it's just me and you this episode. We need to figure out. I have some snacks for you, too. You're going to. You are mine. I literally just. So I went grocery shopping yesterday, uh, Saturday. Um. And I seen some new candy that I'm just like, no, they did not do this. Yes, they did. So um, when we get to Stankendo, <laughs> I'm going to show you in everything. Uh, but All how right. was your weekend? It's not too bad. I finally moved. It's almost done. Almost, but not much. <laughs> ah, did you get, uh, did you get a new place? New yeah, new place oh. and new job. So it's like... Yay! You're like a whole new person. Yes. Uh, everybody. You? How's your weekend? My weekend is going good. I actually got Saturday and Sunday off, so uh, worked on some editing, uh, played some games. Nice. Um, it's just like got to really take the some time off and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, our. Uh, Corey is not able to make it because he is watching the Super Bowl. Um, you know, go whoever. I didn't. I didn't watch none of the Super Bowl. I didn't even see the halftime performance. It was okay. I got done with the halftime performance. Okay. She just played all Rihanna. She just sang all of her like you know classic hits. Did she do bad. any new songs? Not that I. Not that I saw. No. Okay, so she just did her original one. I'll I'll check it everything um <laughs> but yeah uh everybody um we are going to be uh talking about the nintendo direct uh and, you know me and Corey did our nintendo direct reaction um that went for an hour and 20 minutes. oh my gosh <laughs> uh but we're going to touch down on it because we want to hear from Corey. uh your reactions the games anything excites you anything you didn't like so we're gonna get into that a little bit later we got questions and news and everybody you know what time it is it's time for a snack tindo yes so uh i told go ahead and start off (laughs) i told Courtney that i had some snacks and i kind of text laron about this but jello now make gummies Ooh. so these are the original jello uh jello gummies um they have lime berry blue and strawberry sign me up it did it's several ones that Ooh. they have with the same flavors and then they have a all sour berry blue one uh oh, nice so they the other ones but they also have a chocolate pudding one cups so it's like uh they're not they're not jelly but they're like the reese's cups filled with the chocolate pudding i didn't oh, get those you i didn't should've. get those uh 
I was just like, oh, I don't want this hurt in my stomach just yet. I'll get them next time. But uh, I ended up getting that. And then I seen these. Um, these are Lucky Country. Um, they are Australian-made soft licorice candy. And it's a berry flavor. Berry fusion mm. flavor. So, um, yeah. And then, of course, I had to get a two-liter. Because they had to. a... It's the cherry lime mate. Yes. <laughs> I, I see the thing and I'm like, oh, they have it. The, on, now, I'm on a journey because I'm trying to find the cookies and cream Oreos. And yeah. I'm trying to find the strawberry and cream Dr. Pepper. So you might be able I, to. I got yeah, to check Target and I got to check some of the other places. There's some Peeps flavored Pepsi also that I need to find. Yes. I may have to try try Target for it because I want to see how how do Peeps and Pepsi taste like marshmallow Pepsi? Like how does that taste? Right. I feel uh, like you're gonna have to wait more towards Easter for those ones to come out. Well, they're already out. People oh, people really? are drinking them. Yeah, they got the, well, they got the twelve pack out. So nothing individual or anything. I think that by Easter, yeah, the individuals will be out. But I think the twelve packs are slowly moving because I like the nice yellow that's on it. It kind of re- reminds me of the Super Mario Brothers three box, right? So, hat awesome. uh, uh, sushi and mm. Domino's and Pizza Hut and all of that stuff. But pretty much what that's about- what I wanted to show. Go ahead. Did you have any home cooked meals? I actually did have some home cooked meals. I had some baked chicken, uh, some greens, and uh, mac and cheese today. Sounds like a delicious trade, you know? Something healthy oh. at the same time. <laughs> yes. It, oh, it was so good. And it was just like, oh, my mom baked this just just right. Right. Yeah. So uh, what about you, Courtney? Uh, I've been on like a healthy food kick with all the home foods. I've had nothing but like donuts from local donut shops. And I've had McDonald's for the past three days because of the moving process and and Whataburger, like just all the all the junk food I could eat. But then I finally (laughs) got to sit down. Uh, My stepdad, he made this shake and bake chicken. Ooh, yeah. I've never had it. But it's it's really good. It was my first time trying it. We had it with uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, and sweet peas on the side. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. And then today I had steak and shake. That was like my little cheating shenanigans. And it wasn't too bad either. It's expensive, but it was really good. I think it's worth it. See, thing about uh, steak and shake, love the shakes. Shakes top two. Yeah, not gonna knock that. But something about their burgers, it's just like, where's the flavor? Where's the seasoning? Yeah. And I don't it know like that. something's missing. Yes. That and Culver's does, does it. Really? Where, yeah, like, there's something in the meat that's missing. I'm not worried about their fries, but, like, Culver's got some bomb chicken. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I haven't had their, I don't know if Steak and Shake does chicken yet. But they probably do. And I'm about to might. try it. I don't remember. Yeah, but like their chicken stuff is flavorful, but their burger is just like you're missing some seasoning in this in this in this yes. burger or something, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, everybody, that is going to be uh, our snack tendo and everything. Um, we're going to get it to play with power. 
Cordy, what have you been playing with power? Uh, not much. Or, uh, what's up? Or what have you been a- or trying to get to play? Yeah, what I've been trying to get to play. Um, I've been playing Apex still because it's a mobile app. So I'm like, I'm going to just, you know, do a little me time phone playing. Um, I finally got into my Animal Crossing that I haven't played in like six months. And so my characters are definitely not happy with me. (laughs) Um, Also on my TikTok, I unboxed this like Animal Crossing um, New Horizon Christmas set. It was super cute. Um, It's on my TikTok if y'all want to go check that out. Um, yeah, those two are the main things that I've been playing. It's uh, far from the spectrum, Apex and Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully this week will be Link's Awakening. It has to be Link's Awakening this week. I want to catch up. (laughs) Well, uh, for me, um, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII on Xbox. Um, Season, Letter to the Future, I'm getting a little bit further in that. Um, I'm going to be, um, diving a little bit deeper this week to get kind of get the game finished and ready for talk to walk uh yes. but i've been pouring a lot of my majority of game playing time into minish cap the legend of zelda on a uh, gba uh online uh for switch online and nice. man i I'm st- like there's there's some things just like i haven't had no problems because i haven't died or anything but i love the fact that this game is on my big tv because i could see stuff clearly now compared to when i played it on the game boy and stuff so there's a lot of stuff that i miss on because i played it on my game boy events that i'm finding on the tv on my switch i'm like oh i didn't know that was there and everything so uh i'm definitely enjoying it that way um having fun now I will say I haven't tried any of the um, Game Boy games just yet, but I do want to try Tetris, and of course I want to play Super Mario Land uh, to uh, the six golden coins. Um, a lot of people have been wondering why they didn't bring the first one there, but I'm just, I was just like maybe because that one's going to take some time, and it looks it looks different than all the other ones because Super Mario Land has like a shoot 'em up section. Uh, cause you're like in a sub and everything, right. and they're probably going to be bringing that one out a little bit later. Um, so funny story about Super Mario Land and the Game Boy, and I think I talked about this, but you haven't heard about this, Cordy. Somehow, when I got my Game Boy for out of for some weird reason, my down my down direction pad stopped working. Oh, no. So I wasn't, I couldn't even, I wasn't able to like go down. I had to like do some weird stuff to get it go down. So right. there were times at like with Super Mario Land, I beat it on my kind of somewhat broken Game Boy and everything. Oh my gosh. And I had to, I didn't get a new Game Boy until I got the Game Boy Color. So oh, I wasn't even able to play half of my games because my <laughs> down button was working until I got my Game Boy Color. So once I got my color, I was able to beat Pokemon and uh, Pokemon, well, Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Gold and all of this other stuff. Uh, I was able I was still able to beat Ninja Turtles on my Game Boy and Tetris mm-hmm. that, you know, 
never didn't take no time. But like I beat Super Mario Land with my broken Game Boy, uh, oh and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't drop it. I didn't put it in my book bag. I didn't throw it around. I really took care, took good care of my Game Boy. And it, right, that just, it just it didn't take care of you, is what it did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. But I am definitely enjoying Minish Cap. I'm I'm having so much fun. Uh, trying to, I think if it's still feeling fresh to me because I'm still trying to memorize stuff and find things to be like, what did I do this? I'm like, how did I get this and everything? So it's taking me a little bit time, which I definitely love that it's taking me time because it's making me think and trying to make me remember um, what to do in this game and stuff. So, um, so just to let everybody know, I did not pick up Hogwarts Legacy just yet. I didn't pick (laughs) up this, not yet. I didn't pick up Dead Space and um, I think there was another game that I was supposed to pick up. I think it was just those two I didn't pick up. Now, I, I will say this because I know people who are hearing this and who know me. Uh, with Hogwarts Legacy, the reason why I'm picking it up, because I'm buying it twice. I'm buying it for Xbox and I'm buying it for Switch. Um, it's because we're going to be having a discussion probably later on. Um, about it and we know that no matter what whether we brought it or not that part of that money is going to go to the author of the series that's just how things things work and everything right. whether we whether people believe well you're still supporting that person it, it is what it is and everything so um us as a kind of um video game network you know, and everything. Um, we want to be fair to those developers who took the time to create it and everything. Um, I'm not a big HP fan. Me and Corey already discussed that. But I do want to play the game to see how the game feels and be able to talk about it. And then when it comes out on Switch, if they don't delay it or anything, I want to get it for Switch and do a review for it and talk about it. Um, Yes, we all know the issues. Um, there's a great article on the escapist that talks about the author's controversy and everything. And um, there's also a one for Wired that has caused another controversy. Um, that the reviewer, um, uh, it it t- it kind of says you know gives gives all the gripes and everything. And it's less about the game than what that person is feeling. Because they just automatically got, they automatically gave the game a one out of 10. Or, you know, just, you know, and just like, don't buy this game, don't play. And and it felt more of what they stand for than what the game offers and everything. Now, you know, a lot of people are, are not, are, you know, I'm not saying they're not posting pictures. Or they're, uh, if they are posting pictures, it's just like uh, a little screen and then and going about that. Um, it's, it is a game that I will say probably the first time that people know that the author of this thing, uh, of this series and of this game, well, not of this game, of this series, we know that it's been very controversial. But there has been a lot of games that's been like that, that they have 
they have made adaptations or created, took something from that universe. And the author is kind of like, is a bit problematic and stuff, but the game is good. And, you know, you, we as gamers who do buy the game and who do support this stuff, we know that stuff, a part of that money uh, purchase is going to go to that person, but we really want to support the developers. You know, we want to support the people who took the time to make this game and everything. And, you know, the, the, I think the game had been in development for five years and they didn't know none of this until all of it got revealed and everything. So I just want to let people know that, you know, I am planning on picking up the game and playing it. I am planning on doing the Switch review because uh, Corey's going to be doing the Xbox review for it uh, or the new gen uh, review that for it. Um I want to, like I said, I want to play it to have the discussion, and then I want to play it on Switch to compare uh, both games. But, you know, everybody, we got High Five Rush out on Xbox. We got um, Metroid Prime Remaster that's dropped that we're going to be talking about that everybody's loving. There are other games that are out there that you can play and not purchase and support uh, Hogwarts Legacy if you choose to do so and everything. Um, we know that it's going, we know that it's a problem. We are aware of that, but we want to be fair to those developers and everything. Um, it's it's not the developer's fault. Right. And everything. So we don't want them to suffer more than what the author would suffer. Like that's the authors already made the bank and going to probably continue to make it in whatever form that they want to make it uh, or that person wants to make it. But these, these developers, we could be shutting another developer down because they, not because of what they chose uh, to make a game out of, but because of them not knowing that the material was connected to this author at the time that they were developing. And if money is poured into it, most of that money that people are buying is, you know, um, that uh, that developer is going to be receiving this stuff is to, you know, get that money back that they spent on making the game and stuff. Um, so I know some people going to, you know, be like, well, block or uh, follow on social media and, you know, that's going to be that person's decision. Don't get, don't feel offended and don't feel mad about it. It is what it is. Um, Cause you do have the right to make that purchase and everything. So I just want to say that. Um, but I, like I said, if you want to get caught up about what the controversy is, um, do go to the escapist and, uh, give it a read is on their website and everything. It, and it's a really, I was reading it yesterday. Um, and it was just a really well-rounded and thoroughly written, uh, article. And it's just, it was more informative and everything. And a person who wrote it said they are not going to buy it because they are trans completely understand. I respect that decision. And like I said, it was a well-written article and everything. And I know some people are just like, well, you're not an ally because you buy the game. Trust me. There's a lot of stuff that we probably own. If we went back and found out all, 
found out from those developers or from the creators uh, and everything, we would see some problematic stuff. People just got problematic stuff in their lives. We just don't know about it. (laughs) That's the unfortunate part too. Like Disney Plus, they're going off and they're like, hey, warning, this is what, you know, that this is racist or this is transphobic or this is this. Viewer discretion is advised. And then they'll play the show. It just there's at least a warning for it but it, it, mm-hmm. it's everywhere yeah uh just look at activision and you know all the stuff that they did to their employees and everything and people who were just outraged and we're not buying activision we're not showcasing support they went and bought call of duty yeah they, they're still <laughs> supporting them in some kind of way they're getting diablo 4 like there are games that are connected to uh, some things that we don't like. Look, every people get on Nintendo for the season. This is for the Smash Brother tournaments that they stop, then all of this and all of that, but yet they still buy Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. You know, so just I'm just being upfront to let everybody know that um, in the future, we'll probably be having more talks about it. We probably won't talk too much about it on Nintendo Power Block. Um, Corey, Corey might have, but I'm going to be waiting for the Switch version. I am going, like I said, but I am going to play for Xbox. Um, if you are interested, um, go to Boss Rush Media on our YouTube page and check out Corey's playthroughs, uh, his impressions. He's really been enjoying it and uh, really showing off what the game has to offer and everything. So, uh, just giving you guys that head that heads up um, about it. So, if you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/BossRushMedia, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the five dollar tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts. Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Well, Corey, uh, should, we, <laughs> should we get into this Nintendo Direct? Yes. Uh, so before we get into the rest of the show, everybody, I, Corey, I want to ask you, what did you think of this Nintendo Direct? I think they had a lot of options that came out. I know when we were first talking about it, we were like, they're just going to sprinkle a little bit and then they're going to just talk about nothing but Zelda. But I mean, they came full force with everything and anything from each part of, you know, left field, right field, indie games to Bayonetta to, I mean, everybody was a part of this. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. We were not ready for this. We were ready for bare minimum, and you, you, you did outside of this bare minimum. You know, like you, you nailed it. This is what we wanted. This is what we were looking for. Thank you. <laughs> they, they had thirty six announcements and That's this nuts. forty, forty something presentation. I, I, me and Corey talked about it, and there's the the, the Tron game that they announced. I think that was the weakest game out of it. Everything else, I was just like, they did not just do the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games, and they knocked it out the park when they did that. And then when they showed Metroid Prime Remastered, the 
Cordy, the level of struggle <laughs> is huge because yeah. people bought it digitally, but we had to wait two weeks to get a physical, and everybody's just like, I, I pre-ordered the physical version. Um, Did you? Yeah, and I was just like, this is going to be a struggle. I cannot play this game. Corey bought it, and he's enjoying it. Uh, and he got the physical. I'm not double dipping because like, I truly want the physical. I can mm-hmm. wait. I got a whole bunch of other games to play and everything. <laughs> and plus, it's coming on uh, on a Tuesday. I mean, on a Wednesday. And plus, uh, when we get into uh, the new releases and stuff, there's a particular game that is coming out this week that I'm so excited about. Um, but of course, if anyone did not uh, check it out our Nintendo Direct recap um, seeing on this Discord is there any games that you want to talk about um, that like really grab your attention so out of the list because it's right here in front of my face I'm really excited about the Kirby's Return to Dreamland I know Corey was like eh that one's okay I'm excited about it I am too I'm ready for it uh, Octopath Travelers 2. There's a demo. I'm going to be trying to play it this week. You I want to play it this week. I'm ready for it. The, um, where is it? Xeno Chronicles Waves 3. Like, didn't they just release one wave and now, like, boom, here comes another wave. Like, it, mm-hmm. we're ready for it. Where was it? Have a Nice Death. I'm ready for it. I is so excited for this game. It's right. literally up my alley. I'm so ready for it. Like we had one that is, I feel it's pretty much similar to this that we talked about in our um, like game of the year podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't remember it right now, but it's super. And it's like, it's just catchy. Have a nice death. You know, like I'm ready for that one. Yes. And then the uh, the releases for the um, the Game Boy, I'm I'm ready for them. I'm ready to it's... bring back you know like the first few games I've played in my life. You know, it is Tetris. It's uh, Link's Awakening in that that version, not not Switch's version. Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> Warrior Land Three, Kirby's Dream Land. Like it, it's just it's a mountain of lists. And I'm just, yeah. it's like, ah, oh, like these are the games that I used to play, like whenever I first started playing video games. And now it's like, they're now coming back and they're like, they're better than, you know, you're going back to it and going, oh my God, I can't believe we played this game. No, you're going to see it and you're going, oh my God, I can't believe we played these games, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm ready. I've never got to play Kirby on the Game Boy. Really? Yes, this would be my first time playing it and Wario Land. I never got to play. Um, uh, Super Mario Land, uh, Six Golden Coins. Tetris, I played faithfully. Like, yes. Tetris, I, Tetris, I, so there was a Walgreens, uh, right by our house and everything. Mm -hmm. And I will try to, when my mom parked the car and everything, because she's only gonna stop in for a few minutes and then come out. I would yeah. try uh to I have my Game Boy, but I was trying to be in an area where the light was at. So I could <laughs> right. use my Game Boy and right, try just to, to play. Hope for the best. Yes. Um I never played Alone in the Dark. The Game of Watch Gallery and Gargoyles, I never played. Um 
I didn't play Metroid 2 until it yeah. came out for the 3DS. Really? And everything. Yes. So when they kind of like, uh, and that's, and I don't mean the Samus Return, but they did put Metroid 2 Return on Samus for, I think, like $5 on the 3DS. Um, right. And so, but I get to play it on my big screen uh, because that game doesn't have a map. And I think <laughs> I need this big screen to see it so I could play it better. Right. Uh, which reminds me, there was, uh, so the uh, Etrian Odyssey. Um, this mm-hmm. was uh, three games from Atlas that now that Sega owns Atlas, they're able to publish and stuff. I never got to play them. That's Me what neither. that game is designed to be, where you have to uh, make your own map for the game. Okay, makes so sense. That's going to be going to be interesting. Yeah. Yes, I will say though. That um, ghost trick, Fenna detective. Yeah, I lost my mind on the chat. Did you? I screamed <laughs> yes because it's um they use this like rotoscope kind of a feel to it, design to it on the DS, and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's a little bit cleaned up on it because I think it's a little bit faster um from the mobile version and now on Switch, but. It was a game for the team who made Phoenix Wright, the Ace Attorney team. Yeah. And this was this game is very niche. Like it didn't get a big print, but I remember it coming to my job at Toys R Us. And the moment I seen it, I brought it. Once I heard, <laughs> once I seen it, heard it was from Capcom and the Ace, uh, Ace Attorney team, I quickly brought it. Like I right, had to have done. it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's such, it's so funny. And what it's about, uh, Cordy, is that um, there's this girl that you kind of got to protect. She walks into this junkyard or construction area and she sees a dead body laying down, which is your main character. Uh, But you don't know who you are. So you are a spirit. And the thing about it is you have to help. She is the big clue on uh, you probably being murdered, but, you know, or finding out the reason why you've been murdered. So what you got to do is you have to, uh, as a spirit, um, go to different objects and, like, take over and stuff. And oh you gosh. and it's like done in a puzzle. It's done in a puzzle, and you got to do all of this time and everything. You can rewind time and stuff, but you got to figure out how all of these puzzles go and everything. And the thing about it is, you got to stop the uh, enemies that's trying to hurt her, so she could uh, she can progress. Some parts are timed, others, uh, yeah. you know, you you do got some time, but. The way that it happens is just like if you don't do it right and you kill her, game over. Right. So, oh uh, gosh. so you then got, you'd have to start back from square one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, not not from the beginning, beginning, but from that level you have to begin. Okay. But you have to figure. There's checkpoints. It, yeah, but you have <laughs> to figure out how to do all of this stuff, and it's so creative is so imaginative you'd be like well if i possess this and do oh okay i had to do this at this time when this person is this at this place and right. everything and it's so 
cool and it was a game that not many people picked up and play but it was one of the best experience that i had on a ds because it was something new so i'm excited to see how this one plays on switch that's awesome it's exciting Um, it really is and you know we got uh so uh the disney dreamlight valley (laughs) the update the Lion King stuff looks beautiful. Yes. I'm loving it. I, told I heard Court, it in the last podcast. I'm ready for it. I, I'm going to buy it. I think I'm going to yeah. buy it this Thursday. Yeah. You have to now. It's a win-win. You, you just got to... You can't wait for it to become free. You have to experience it while everyone's experiencing it. Because mm-hmm. once it comes out for free, everyone's already experiencing all of this. And you're like, oh my God, look at this. And they're like, yeah, no, that was like six months ago. We, we already know about it. You know, like it's exactly. <sighs> uh, Master Detect- Master Detector Archive, Franco, I'm looking for. I'm so glad that level five is back in the West. Yes. I, I was telling Corey that I think Nintendo is going to be publishing their games because a new professor later game is coming and I I I told Stephanie and the writer team, I'm like, I literally wanted to cry because their games were back. Like and I right. love level five and it sucks that they didn't get the success that they really deserved. I don't know why yeah. they left or anything. I not and I know most of it's because their games weren't selling the way that they're that they wanted to, but I missed them. I really missed their games. And I was just like, they were the companies that when they brought a game out, I was going to support no matter what. Um, right. And it really feels like in this time to go out and literally support them and everything. So that's true. Uh, a, a new professor later. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh so, uh, Deck of Police. Okay, so Fashion Dreamer. Yes. I am buying it. Are you? Yes. That's awesome. I, Do it. So, and I. Now, if anyone who's seen our direct recap and kind of heard, because I don't know what the responses were to it, I've never bought a game that was kind of catered to girls or women. And me working in retail and fashion for nine years, I want to see what this game offer. I still love fashion. I still love when I go to the store, what outfit I could put together. I, I literally try to put more suits together than I do regular jeans in a shirt and stuff. Right. You know, if I do go that route, I try to, because sometimes for a lot of men, we got a lot of dull colors. We don't really get. Yeah. We're not able to experience a balance of colors because of the seasons and stuff. And I know a lot of men love to do t-shirts and stuff. And t-shirts can be very basic, but I'm just like, if I want to do something really casual, I really want to go for a look. When it comes right. to me, if I got a event or something, I got to really dress up, I go for a look, you know. Yes, the shirt and ties, the shirt and pants are going to be there. But what is going to be that tie that brings them in? What is that? What out? What is going to be the thing that connects everything and stuff? Yeah. And I, 
I don't get jealous of women or anything, but I'm like, you guys have more fashion choices. And, and I love the look when it's well put together. Of course you guys have makeup and everything and shoes. And it's just like, man, I wish us as a man could have that same style. Sometimes, you know, kind of, kind of be equal because like I said, you guys have so many choices and everything. Um, yeah, like our suits can be pastel colors, but y'all still have like the neutral. It's brown, black, gray, and navy blue. Yes. Like, that's it. And then it's really hard to find your greens, oranges. If you wanted mm-hmm. to go for a pink, like it might take you a lot longer than us. We could go on Amazon and it be here in like two days. Right. You know, like, and then if you do do the casual thing, like you were saying, then like, oh, I don't want to just wear jeans and a t-shirt. Well, then the only colored, like, style pants you have are, like, sweatpants or joggers. And then they have, like, a weird pattern on them. They have, like, flamingos. And it's blue. And you're like, why? And then Target had their moments of, like, their suits. But then it was, like, it was just, like, like, pride. Yeah, I get it. But, like, I don't want just a rainbow suit. Give me a variety of each rainbow color, not just... Let's do this one rainbow flag suit. I want a pink one. I want a green one. I want a blue one, an orange one, a purple. Like, give me all the colors, not just all the colors. I, you know, I, so at, we're not JCPenney outlet because I could talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of kids who were coming in for like homecoming and stuff, they had a hard time finding a suit, finding a look because they didn't know where to start. They didn't know what, like, they didn't know how to get be measured and stuff. Um, right. And I had, to, and I literally had to go and learn on how to measure uh, boys and men and everything. So I had to learn how to measure their neck, measure their hands and stuff. And I had always told them, okay, whatever size that you, that this say, so let's say you were a 15, you want to go up to at least a 16 because you're going to need, um, and we're adding a tie and stuff, you're going to need something for your neck so you don't feel like you're choking in there. Right. Um, and so I would have to get them a shirt. I would have to get them, uh, uh, I would have to get them like a tie and everything. And I, I, this is the crazy thing because sometimes a lot of people don't know. Um, and this is for my Caucasian people out there. <laughs> Your hair is important. It's part of the outfit. If your mm-hmm. hair is not looking right, the outfit is not going to look right. I asked a lot yeah. of men and a lot of boys, what kind of hairstyle are you going for? Because if you are, you know, if you're going for a certain cut, you want to make sure that when you put your suit on or your outfit on, that it goes very well with your hair and everything. Yes. You don't Us? want a mohawk and a nice suit, right? And, well, and and I and I told people like you could do a mohawk if they want to do that, but the thing about it is, your your mohawk going to have your mohawk is going to be cool, or you're going to have it a certain way. Your outfit has to really be cool, right? And everything because it can't look like, you know, 
Because um, th- the thing about it is with Mohawks, everybody thinking of, okay, I'm going to do a punk neon kind of look. And sometimes right. you don't have to literally do that. I used to, I told this one boy because he had a Mohawk. I'm like, all you really need to do, and this is going to sound so basic, is that you just need these pants and this turtleneck. That's you don't it. need no coke. You don't need no coke. You can put on some Lose the tie. Stuff. Right. <laughs> like he didn't even need he didn't even need to need to have a tie or anything. He was just like, Are you serious? I'm like, Yeah. So he put it on. He looked and he his mom was just like, Got it. Listen, he got it. I'm like, Yeah, because your hair is doing a lot. So yes. if your hair is gonna do a lot, your outfit don't have to do much and stuff. You just need to look good in it in her thing. Exactly. So uh oh my life as a I could write I I've always wanted to write a book about working in retail. Working you at Jason outlet <laughs> in our You should. So, uh well Cordy, is there anything else, any other gays and stuff? No, not really. I mean, I'm ready for the next Nintendo Direct. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm ready for. Should I mean, we... they got a lot. I'm ready for a lot. I'm ready to waste my money on everything that oh, they've given I gotta us. A- but... I got to ask you, Fantasy What's Life that? I. Yeah? Have you played the first one, or do you remember the I first haven't. one? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm willing to try it, but I haven't played the first one to know, like, how good it was. Okay. What are we thinking of Tears of the Kingdom? I'm ready for it. I already paid for my pre-order. I just, I need it. I need it now. I need to hurry up and do Link's Awakening. I need to do Breath of the Wild. Just so I can do this. And I have only like a few more. I have a month. Mm-hmm. I have a month. It's February 12th. It comes out. Oh, no. May, not March. So let's see. February, March, April, May. We have three months. Mm, yes. To this podcasting recording date, I need yes. to get I need to get those ones done. <laughs> what did you What did you think of the vehicle section of Because uh, the thing about it is, I think you're able now to create your own vehicles in the game. That's different. I, I'm excited that they're trying new things with the game instead of bringing mm-hmm. like what went well with the last like twelve games into a, a game. I'm glad that they're trying different things. Like, as long as they don't add a battle royale to it, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think, no. <laughs> I think because of this world being big on the ground and on the sky and a little bit underground, um, yeah. because they talked about it, uh, the game being over or being like 18 gigabytes. Yeah. So it's four gigabytes more than the first game. Um, so that's why it's $70 and everything. I don't know how they're going to do that either. Like, we already have our SD cards filled. Now mm-hmm. we have to get an even bigger SD card. And then we have to remember that that one is just for Zelda, you know? Right. Well, that's 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 for the digital one. Yeah. Well, they, all, they said that they have been thinking about getting uh, their cartridges in a bigger size file. So, okay. um, like, because right now some of the cartridges can be like 32 gigabytes when you're mm-hmm. buying a switch game. Um, but it doesn't take up all that much data or anything with whatever they're using for it. But because this is 18 gigs, um, 
it's ten dollars more because it's the biggest game out of all of Nintendo's first party stuff. Yeah. For it, you know. Well, well, with the SD card, <laughs> I should say the micro <laughs> SD card. Yeah, the micro ones. It. I I feel like you just need to keep buying more and more and getting more and more because the thing about it is is that you're accumulating so many games and I think for a lot of people when it comes to Switch as big as you have physical I really think that the digital space is big as well because you could you right. probably have more as a gamer more indie games on your console did you do physical i feel like what they need is like a micro sd usb just like hanging out and just Mm -hmm. collecting all those files and it'd be like 10.7 terabytes (laughs) 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 something in that range you know well i mean it goes up to to two terabytes and everybody keeps waiting for a sale for it i'm like because I think I've, I I want to jump up to one terabyte for my Switch with all yeah. the stuff that's coming out in our thing. Um, so we shall, we literally shall see. We um, shall. Uh, I, uh, I know, Cor- oh, Pikmin 4. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the music with that piano? I'm ready, that I'm ready for it. I hope, is there going to be a soundtrack for this game? I really hope so. They should like, release it. That piano when this when the chest started, I'm like, I I want the soundtrack. I like Hi Fi Rush, no disrespect, but there's the, but yeah. this piano right here, I'm like, I I need this. Like I would nominate that almost uh, best soundtrack trailer music they of should. the year. <laughs> and know. it's only February. Exactly. <laughs> like I. I'm not re- I don't know how I feel about Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack yet because I need to hear right. more music from I feel like comparing them right now, it's Pikmin 4. Yes. It is. Pretty much. For soundtracks. Uh and then we got Shepard. We got the dog. Oh yeah. I they just they keep making him cuter. I need a plushie and I need uh <laughs> amiibo of him. I, I was telling Corey, I'm like, this is about maybe the cutest thing that I already see. Of course, the Ice Pikmin love and everything. Yeah. But I, I need the I need the dog. I need him. Like, <laughs> Hopefully they make him as a plushie, but I don't know about the amiibos. Didn't they stop amiibos already? Nope, they're still making them. Really? Yep. Monster Hunter, Rise, uh, for some break got amiibos. Um, they just dropped the Sephiroth and uh, Tekken ones, so nice. uh, there's still more coming. Um, Breath of Let uh, the Tears of the Kingdom got a new uh, Link amiibo with his arm oh, out. I saw so, that one. Yeah, so they're still Ooh. making amiibo, so we may get some more uh, with some of the games. We haven't got any Fire Emblem amiibos or stuff, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, at the side, nor did we get Xenoblade. Oh, <laughs> but uh, and we hopefully when in the future we get some Pikmin and meatballs and stuff. But like I said, I I would love to have Shepard. Uh, oh, yeah. he's super super cute. <laughs> so, uh, anything else? I think that's we kind of picked and choose uh some of them. Uh, 
I just didn't know were there any more that you wanted to talk about or that you no, thought of. I, I think we we've I mean we picked through this list really pretty good. Um I'm just I'm ready for them. I'm I'm kind of more ready for the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to see what they're they're really gonna do and what they're gonna show off on this because once they do this, you know, then then it comes to the next ones. Maybe NES, uh maybe GameCube, maybe Wii Remasters, like I, I'm cool with those. I'm ready for it. Yeah, you know? and, and just to let everybody know for uh, for Nintendo, because I'm writing a Boss Rush better on this. Uh, hopefully, you guys can read it in the future. Um, does Nintendo have the best first party plant than Microsoft and Sony? Because right now. We literally got seven games from Nintendo alone, uh, with some of them already on Switch and coming. So, just to let everybody know we got Fire Emblem Engage, we got uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, those two are out, but we got Kirby that's dropping for this month, we got Bayonetta Origins next month in March, we got Events Wars in. August, I mean, Events Wars in April, Tears of the Kingdom in in uh, May, and then we have in July Pikmin Four. So that's seven games for Switch, and we don't even know yet what they're gonna be doing for June or anything. Like we may get a surprise game or something. Maybe the next Paper Mario, or maybe Thousand Year Old Thousand Year Old Door um, Deluxe from for switch like for june like we don't know yet but we already got seven hot games <laughs> coming to this uh, that part of us on the system and more coming and everything yes. um ready for it yes so uh that's gonna be it for the uh the nintendo direct our reactions thank you cordy for uh, let us know how you felt about this stuff. It's weird because I went back and we watched it like so many times that even after this podcast, I'm gonna go back and rewatch right? it. <laughs> so. Watch it before I go to bed, just so I can listen to the Pikmin's intro, the <laughs> yes. little soundtrack. Well, everybody, um, it's time for Femi News, Ooh-hoo. and uh, Metroid Prime Remaster has a 94 Metacritic. Uh, with the rumored Metroid Prime remaster finally revealed and released, the reviews have poured in, which has left the game with the impressive 94 on Metacritic. The GameCube original, which released on November 17, 2002, has a uh, has a 97 Metacritic score. Wow. Can we expect more GameCube remasters in the future? Um, yes. I, I think so. We can because we, we got uh, yeah. So just to let everybody know, we got uh, Beta Kados one and two coming, which is huge. Shout out to Shay Kelly; he's been one of this. Um, I've never got to play Beta Chaos one and two because it came out for GameCube, but it was so niche and hard to find. Not all the stores in my area got it, so um. There is, like, if we don't, there is a possibility that we could get a lot of Nintendo's GameCube stuff. Because we you know we got Super Mario Sunshine on Switch. 
Um, we got, like we said, Metroid Prime, but we could get Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, which was also on GameCube and everything. You know, we're hoping for Eternal Darkness to come to GameCube. Um, shoot, heck, I would take Animal Crossing if I could, like, yes, for, for fun. Uh, oh you my know, gosh. GameCube's Animal Crossing, I. Sign me up. I'd be on that for hours. Yeah, because I'm just like I would love that to get a remastered. Yeah, we got we got the uh the new version of Animal Crossing, but I would like to play the original one so people can understand why this series is so popular. Right where it thing. started, you know, it started in the train, you know? It, exactly. You need it. <laughs> so uh I, I have a feeling that uh, because and people have been loving it. Like, I I think I put on my Twitter page. Do you think that Metro Prime Remaster should have a nomination for a Game of the Year? And people said yes. So, and if that's the case, right now we have uh, High Five Rush, um, Dead Space, and um, um, Metro Prime Remastered. We already have those three for Game of the Year nominations, and wow. Fire Emblem, and Fire Emblem Engage, and and the reason why I added that Fire Emblem Engage and four because a lot of people have been loving it. They they've been having a great time with this game, um, and everything, you know. Uh, so I can see more GameCube remasters come, and of course, people like I said, people going double dip. So Nitsy's gonna get that coin, and at forty dollars, I, I feel like if we keep getting a lot of remasters during the GameCube, and we don't get GameCube NSO or anything, but they somehow able to add online function or whatever, at forty dollars for some GameCube games, or even thirty dollars, I'm down for. It. Right. You know. Uh any thoughts? Uh yeah, no, I'm right right behind you on the whole remaster. I think that the uh Metro remastered should get game of the game of the year. Metroid Prime, it should mm-hmm. get game of the year. I think it should. I mean, because they, they beat it. That I mean it's ninety four Metacritics to ninety seven, like like come on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, also a lot of the indie games for the remastered for um, GameCube, mm-hmm. I feel like they should bring some of those back. Uh, Ribbit King. Um, yes. They need that one. Rampage. I don't think that one was an indie one, but I would love to see a remaster of Rampage. Like, just like the the little games that like basically was like the glue to GameCube games. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your big ones, but then you had the little ones that just filled in the cracks just enough. For you to just want to go back to it, you know? Yeah, there's money there. I was telling Corey, like, Skies of Arcadia Legends. I know Skies of Arcadia is Dreamcast, but Legends fixed a lot of stuff. I could see that coming. Ikaruga is, uh, when it first came out to console, it hit GameCube. So when I seen that game come back out, I was just like, oh, man. Of course, I remember owning this on the GameCube. But, man, I... I could, you know, that game came back out and now see Reddit Silver Gun and stuff, a game that I waited for to come in. Uh, I'm just happy that 
there's a possibility that all of these older gays that were on GameCube could come back. Like, <laughs> I, I get how there's a game called Odama, which was a, get this, pinball slash war simulator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, and it's by Sega. Watch, watch the video trailer or watch how the game was played. You'd be like, Sega was really awesome stuff. <laughs> Honestly, you know. they really were at that time. Yes. They were. It, it, it's a mess, but they they definitely were on something. <clears throat> we're we're going to move on. Uh, Metro Prime Remaster had help from many devs. Uh, Metro Prime Remaster had a help had a lot of help for uh, for the game to become a reality. Iron Galaxy contributed in the in their own way with many other devs who pitched in to help Retro Studios get the game done. Um, and so, uh, to let a lot of people know of all the people who worked on all the devs who worked on it, um, Airship Images Limited, uh, Adam Hawk Design, CG Bot, uh, Gameism Incorporated, Liquid Development, Original Force LCD, Shanghai Mind Order Digital Technology, and Zombot Studios. Um, they all came in now. I know it's been some uh, one of the devs who helped make Metroid Prime. Um, he had a problem uh, because they didn't include all of uh, the people who worked on the original one. And it says, uh, if you were wondering how Nintendo was able to release a remaster of Metroid Prime while the fourth major entry is still in development, it turns out it was a team F. Oh, I already read that one. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, but uh, the de- one of the deaths for Metro Prime, uh, has has a problem with it. He had a problem with the door looking crazy and stuff. But um, uh, he- here we go. Because uh, this one just broke, like came out. It says Metro Prime engineer let down by exclusion of original credits and remaster. This comes from Nintendo Life, everybody. It says Nintendo surprised pretty much everyone earlier this week when a shadow dropped Metro Prime remaster after years of ongoing rumors. While most people are satisfied, it seems not everyone out there is happy. Former Retro Studios engineer Zoe Kirsch, who recently mentioned how he wasn't very impressed with the quality of the doors in the remaster, has now voiced his frustration about the game's credits, noting how it does not include the full original credits. Instead, it's a single screen simply noting how the remaster is based on the work of Metro Prime development staff. Um, he tweeted out, while many studios did amazing work on the remaster, I'm let down Metro Prime's remaster does not include the full original game credits. I work with so many amazing people on the game and everyone's name should be included in the remaster, not just a single card like this. Um, Curse originally worked on Metro Prime and Metro Prime 2 Echoes for GameCube as a senior gameplay engineer. The situation isn't exactly an isolated one either, with other original development teams also being excluded from the game's credits of remasters and remakes nowadays. So, um, I think the reason why Nintendo kind of did that is because a lot of them, um, you know, a lot of them didn't work on this remaster and they left the studio and everything. So it may also be a contract thing 
and uh and stuff and if all the original team members who made metroid prime has already gone because a lot of them went to microsoft and did halo 4 and stuff um so right. if all those team members are kind of gone um them trying to give credit for something they didn't participate even though they did the original none of them participated in making this remaster so like if you didn't go in their retro's office or whatever and touch on it you know nintendo kind of probably felt like hey you didn't really participate and stuff even though you made the original and everything it was based off you know your your previous uh work that you did for the company but you left us and stuff so yeah maybe they should have like put like uh thank you for like the original and then for teaching us how to do the remaster or, or something in the credits that just like you know thank you for everyone from beginning to end just something small you know because i mean yeah. they had a lot of people developing it too right so yes. if you had if you had the first people who created the game credits and then the remaster that's like an hour and a half if not longer of thinking each and every person on this you know right and that, that so just let everybody know um there's a a show called what happened um that they kind of this one person does for like video games that have a uh, troubling production cycle and stuff. They did a what happened on Metroid Prime, so go check that one out. It's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna get into our last story. Uh, Switch isn't officially done yet at the Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Nintendo investors had questions for Shotaro Furukawa to see what is planned for the future of the Nintendo Switch. With slow sales of the system predicted to happen in the future, Furukawa told them that they will continue to bring new titles to the system and support those uh, the titles that are already out. Um, so, so the Switch is going to be here for another like five more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know they just they they just reached the 122 uh milestone so they beat playstation 4 and uh game boy it's the third best selling console so if they beat the ds and they oh, beat the yeah. playstation 2 switch would be the number one console of all time then that's what Nintendo's trying to do right now. They're like, we can beat them. We're going to do this again. We're going to see how long this Switch lasts. I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, this is because of the light, the original, and the OLED, all that they're all counting in their thing. And I mm-hmm. think they could get those numbers because oh. it's going to be still be about the software. And I think... We kind of got, I, I feel like personally, we still got at least a year and a half or two years worth of great uh, titles coming out um, mm-hmm. for it. So, everybody, that's going to be it for Femi News. Uh, hey, Cordy, it's time for Pack Watch. You want to read? Watch. <laughs> you want to read the games that's dropping this uh, week? Yes. So, February 14th. Love and romance. <laughs> this one's probably not so much, but blank is Block. coming. Block is coming. Yes. Uh, experience 
the poetic tales of a wolf cub and a fawn in a spectacular world of Blanc. Uh, lost in a sudden snowstorm, they will have to lean on each other in order to follow the footprints of their families left behind in the snow. Oh, uh, they showed this at the Indie World Direct last year, and it's it yeah. became one of the most anticipated game. Um, I plan on getting this game. It, it looks so beautiful, so right? I'm excited. I liked I like the stylized of it, but I mm-hmm. don't think it's one of the games that's gonna break my bank. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So let's see. February sixteenth. What's that word? Theater rhymed? Uh, theater rhythm. Theater rhythm. All right. Final bar line. A rhythm action game packed with 385 carefully selected music tracks from across the world's Final Fantasy series. Interesting. The mm-hmm. music of the Final Fantasy comes together here. Includes a popular tracks from a total of 46 different games featuring the latest music from Final Fantasy 1? Yep. Yeah, through 9. XB? 15. 15, okay. <laughs> uh, in the main series, as well as remakes, spinoffs, and various different soundtracks, CDs relive, relive the thrilling battles and soaring emotions alongside beautiful music and videos. Yes. yes. And everybody right. just let you know there is a demo out for their Rhythm right now. So check it out. You have to. 1 through 15? Yep. Final Fantasy 1 through 15. Yeah. It's perfect. They have to. All right. On the same day, February 16, Elderan. Yeah. Yep. Through the dar- <laughs> through the darkness and the madness, promised glory awaits. Heads will literally roll in the gruesome retro-inspired action platformer, where only the strong will survive in brutal skill-based combat against terrifying creatures. Dun dun dun. Will they? Variety of killing instruments and the abilities test your metal against the towing, towering, bone-chilling bosses. Explore a twist of Lovecraftian world shrouded in darkness and madness. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That yes. one's very interesting. All right, last one. February 17th, Tales of the Symphonia Remastered. Oh, Tales of Symphonia. Siphonia, right? Yeah, Tales of Siphonia. Tales of Siphonia. An action RPG and one of the most critically acclaimed titles in a series returns to full HD remastering. Yes, yes, just just look at the trailer. Uh, It's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of a 2D slash 3D beat em up in this action. You run into an enemy and uh, you'll go to them on like this 2D plane and like fight, do a melee or do your magic attacks. Um, it was one of the most popular games on GameCube that got people into the Tales series. Um, nice. Yes. So um, definitely for me, it's Tales of Symphonia and Blanc and uh, There's a Riddle Front of Barline. Um, a lot of them I'll definitely be picking up. Uh, 
Thursday and uh, Friday. I think I'm gonna pick a lot of it, a lot of it up on Friday. It's but gonna yeah. definitely break your bank this week. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah. Tessa Sophonia's already paid for, so there's the rhythm, and Blanc will be the ones that I look forward to. I'll wait yeah. for Elder Red. I think I'm gonna wait for reviews for Elder Red and hear what it says. Yeah, so. I'm more towards Elder Ren for the reviews and um, Tales of the Symphonia. Okay. Symphonia, yeah. Well, everybody, it's time for Game Fact Events. Now, if you heard or seen the movie The Wizard, you know of a special game that was revealed for the first time. That's right. Super Mario Bros. 3 was the final game to be shown. On February 12, 1990, Super Mario Bros. 3 was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System. In 2013, the game was reported to have sold 18 million copies on the NES alone. It sold a million copies on Virtual Console on the Wii. So, yes, everybody, today we celebrate the release of Super Mario Bros. 3. <laughs> so that's crazy 1990 1990 like I, yeah years old <laughs> i was nine years old and i remember we went to go see that movie my mom took wow. me and my brother to go see that movie and because i was a big nintendo fan and uh we couldn't we couldn't find a game nowhere but we found Super Mario Brothers three at um uh, at Suncoast. Oh wow! Because uh, Suncoast was also part of Sam Goody, but they started selling video games there, and I just happened to go in Suncoast, just looking around. I looked to the left, and I seen Super Mario Brothers three in a case locked up. I ran out of Suncoast to get my mom. To be like Super Mario Brothers three, Suncoast has it. We went, we she did her shopping at right. JCPenney. We went to um we we went to Suncoast, brought the gay, and I just held on to it through our, our whole shopping. Didn't want to go to the arcade, <laughs> didn't want to do nope. anything else. Uh got home and we ended up playing the game and everything. Uh, I ended awesome. up cheating, doing the cheat, not the cheat, but I ended up finding the warp whistles and kind of being the game. But then I went back and did all the levels. <laughs> and right? I was just like, I love this game. So, I, you know, because I only found really one warp whistle and everything. Uh, but I actually sat down and it took me two and a half hours to beat that game. Because oh I did every level, like levels that I levels that I could skip and stuff, uh, I'd never skip. I went in and did every level. This this, so the same thing happened with Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Two, where I went through every level. Like I already seen the ending, but I want to see what does this game have because I'm missing sixty percent of it by not doing certain <laughs> stuff. So I right, something's I, missing. Yeah. So <laughs> I did every level in every game for Mario Brothers um on the NES. Now I when Super Mario Lost Levels came out on the Super Nintendo, I went through all the same levels. I went through every level and experienced that 
difficulty. It's a and oh beat the gang. So that's awesome. Um, but, yeah. So, but Corey, we do have questions. Um, mm-hmm. so we're gonna get into a question block. And still say, still say Shane or Discord asks, what game do you feel could have been the most interesting reveal at the February Direct that you didn't expect at all? That I didn't expect? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say Wave 3. I did not expect Wave 3. Because, you know, we already had a wave come. Already, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, like we're they're gonna wait it out for another wave. Nope, boom, there's another wave. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna also say Minecraft Legends for April 18th that's being released. They just dropped a Minecraft game like Christmas, the dungeons, mm-hmm. and now, yes. like, oh, whoop, here's another driven game that we're that we're gonna do for you also the dreamlight valley update i'm very excited about that one i'm surprised that they even did that one too because they just like the games that they have they've already dropped something for it so like you're like okay like we do a good little wait no they're like (laughs) well uh you're gonna sneeze in about two seconds and we're gonna drop something else you know like it's like oh (laughs) wait a minute we're not we're not ready for that (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so those 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 caught me off guard for sure. Uh for me, uh what could have been a very interesting one, like if they um after Metroid Prime and stuff, mm-hmm. if they literally did uh they literally did Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Um oh that could have been one. Because like I Personally, I did not. What we knew about Pikmin for, we were waiting for a Vest Wars if they was going to show it, and they did and stuff. But I, what I did not expect because it was rumored was Ghost Trick. Like that one was really like literally rumored. Um, now uh, there is another game called uh, Okami Den, um, and that was kind of like the sequel to. Uh, Okami that came on the DS, I believe, the, on the DS and, and everything. Now, if they really wanted to, like, they Capcom literally had a chance to bring Beautiful Joe 1 and 2. And they now, chances. I think now because a lot of the GameCube stuff is coming out, being re released and remastered. Mm-hmm. Capcom, I have a feeling at E3, depending on if they decide to do it, I feel like that's coming to Switch. Absolutely. You know, Capcom literally be like, well, everybody else is doing that game, kids remaster. Let's put uh Readful One and Readful Joe One and Two. What will really have what will really have blown the whole internet? That would literally have probably like jumped it to an automatic A and shut everybody down. If Capcom said Mega Man Legends 3 was being oh, announced. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
that that just would have been oh this they just about to destroy this whole the, yeah right the coins that would have flew out of everybody's pocket <laughs> and everything what is it that cre- uh tiktok credit card dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. just take my credit card please <laughs> yes <laughs> well we got one more question from daniel from turn by turn podcast guys do check their uh podcast out turn by turn fantastic uh group of guys who talk about jrpgs and role-playing games so do check them out uh he asks do you guys think we are done with fire emblem games for switch i.e. no new releases until the next console is released um exactly so if because we get it, we got the Game Boy and we have uh, the Game Boy events. There is a chance that more Fire Emblems will come out for us to play. Now, purchase wise, depending on intelligent system, uh, I think we are done for like new modern Fire Emblems games. But I think because we still have some Fire Emblem games that came only in Japan and not here, uh, there's a chance that we could be getting them uh, in our thing or get a re-release because I would love to play Fire Emblem Birthright and Conquest, the Japanese version, because I would love to see how the Red Light District was in that game that got cut out for the American version. Yes. So That, that would be um, really good. Yes. I'm on so, the same, same part for you on that one. It might be just all the other ones, but not maybe for a new one for the system. Yes. So, I and uh, I, I kind of feel like depending on if they do put out DS or 3DS games, which I highly doubt it because you, they need two screens or whatever way they work that out. Um, I think like for purchase-wise, like for modern new Fire Emblem games, we are done. I think Engage is the final straw. Uh, definitely after all the DLC come out um, until their next console come out. Because right now, if Intelligence System has taken back the ranks of working on and making a Fire Emblem game, they're probably going to be doing the next one while Kobe Tecmo is doing something else. Because I think that's the thing with Kobe Tecmo. I think they're they have a chance and I don't know if they're doing this, but Kobe Tecmo could be working on Codename Steam HD for Switch. Or they could be working on another Warriors game for Switch that we don't know about yet. And stuff. And plus they're Cory Tecmo, in some kind of way, has become more of a support, like a not second party, but kind of a more support third party company because a lot of their own games haven't came out. Uh, I think Wulong is that new one that's supposed to come out and stuff, but they've been helping other companies make games and they've really been a big help to Nintendo and stuff. So, um, personally, for me, I don't think modern switch uh created fire emblem games are coming out but we still had the chance to see more come out on nes or fire emblem or even the eShop if they want to like put something on there for us to buy <coughs> uh what about you cordy i'm on the same boat with you they might maybe like a uh 
unexpected direct because I mean we already just got told that they're going to keep making games for the the Switch itself. So mm-hmm. I mean since that's going on maybe and then a direct a E3 um pack watch I mean something is going to say hey we're going to do this or they're going to just do like a lot of DLC like surprises maybe a little expansion of a DLC or so I I feel like there's going to be something but they're just making us think that there's not going to be anything yes. you know maybe a demo and then oh surprise we're going to go into the Switch 360 you know like something else yeah, I can see it. Well, Cordy, uh, before we head out, uh, speaking of this Nintendo Direct, do you think around E3 time, Nintendo can top this? Or do you I think, think so. this... Are are I, you nervous for Nintendo f- during the summer for E3? With I'm Nintendo not nervous. Direct? I'm excited for them because, I mean, they've already given us a good, like, throw... All the way up into what June, July. To July. So yes. then, when E three comes, they're gonna be like, "Oh, but wait, there's more." Because they can't just if if this is all that they had, and then they were gonna just like throw a little bit for E three. Mm-hmm. No, I'd be highly, I would be highly disappointed in in Nintendo. But if this is their little bits, only to figure out what E three has, I'm now ready for for the next. The next event, the next release drops to figure out what are they doing this year? Because like, I mean, we're ready. We have, we're caught up. We're working on things, but now I'm ready for the next wave. I'm ready for the next excitement of what they're doing, what the developers are doing. What's, what's the behind the scenes going to look like? I'm ready. (laughs) I'm, I'm nervous because I'm, I am because I'm just like, I don't know what you have planned for the fall and the winter. With I know people four being that we're all looking forward to Metro Prime Four. I get that, but how do you top this direct when all of the big games that you just shown off are out? Of course, we're going to get DLC and all of that. But what are you going to bring as a first party company? Are we going to get a Mario Baseball Strikers? Like are like, are we going to get another sports game? Are we going to get Star Fox? Um, are we going to get Arms 2? New DLC. I mean, not new DLC. A new IP. Like, what in what are you planning for the fall and winter? And yes, who is going to be involved? Because I'm like, I know Platinum Games and Bandai Neko and Kobe Tecmo probably are working in the background with Nintendo for some stuff. Mm-hmm. But now you have a good relationship with Wayfort. You have a good relationship with Mercury Steam. Are they doing something? Right. What are you? What more level five stuff that you got planned? What is Grezzo doing? Like, mm-hmm. are we going to get the Legend of Zelda two remake? I don't know. That that's gonna be E three. I I. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm just like you. I'm excited, but I'm nervous because I'm just like, I don't. I I really. I told Corey this. This is the first time that I feel 
not scared but nervous about Nintendo because mm-hmm. I don't know what you plan from this big this direct right. literally felt like an E3 presentation. Right. So how do you top it? Yeah, because they have thing? to top it. Because if they don't, then we're gonna be disappointed. Exactly. Uh so uh but everybody that's gonna be it for the show. Cordy, thank you for joining me. It was just us. We, we was it was able just to us. It. Yes. Cheers <laughs> to two of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh so but you guys could check more of our content on bossrush.net. Uh you know, check out our Patreon, uh check us out on Discord. And uh we're going to wrap it up here. Um you guys have a great week, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Nintendo Pop Life. Bye everybody. Woo-hoo! Nintendo Poblock is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. The show is hosted by me, Edward Varnell. My co-hosts are Corey Derrick and Cordy Yikes. You can find Corey at IamCoreyNHD on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Cadrills, the Destiny Podcast. You can find Cordy at Cordy underscore Yikes on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can find me at that Retrico on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Nintendo Podblock on all social media platforms at Podblock Podcast. You can also follow Bosswatch Media and Bosswatch Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Bosswatch Network, Discord, and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Visit Bosswatch.net for more great content and patreon.com slash Bosswatch Media to learn how you can support the show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.